It was the result that all French fans were hoping for, despite facing the surprise packet of the World Cup, Morocco. Mbappe, the pick away through here, and Kalomami. It's a tap-in in the end, but it's going to propel France a lot further than he propelled the ball. It's going to propel them into a World Cup final. And despite most French cities saying they wouldn't be erecting live sites to show the World Cup, Paris was soon awash with people taking over the Champs-Élysées. So where does this leave us ahead of the final in a tournament that's been scorned by many parts of the world, including France? Well, Christophe Millet is the executive producer of SBS French. Welcome back to RN Drive, Christophe. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, Christophe, you spoke to RN Drive back in October and the feeling back then was a little more subdued about the tournament. How are you now feeling knowing that Les Bleus are into the final against Argentina? You know, if we talk about sport and we're only going to talk about sport today, we're excited. I'm <laughs> excited and, and it's a bit of an understatement to think I'm pumped, basically. <laughs> well, we are only going to talk about sports, so you can <laughs> remain extremely pumped for the next couple of minutes. Um, I want to quickly touch on the public sentiment in your home country. We heard that natural sound there of horns honking and people cheering along the Champs-Élysées uh, with, in response to the you know, making into the final, France making it into the final. Has public sentiment, do you think changed towards the tournament given the success of the French team? Yes, I think given the success and also given the late opposition that we just had, and if I just make my case here, if it would have been Portugal, it probably would have been a bit different mm. uh, in terms of the sentiment because we have a friendly rivalry with Portugal. We've lost against them in, in the Euro a few years back. Uh, there's, there's that friendly rivalry. Uh, and there's also this uh, a bit of, and it's nothing to do with the immigration. We have a, a strong Portuguese immigration as well in France. The Moroccan uh, team, we don't have any rivalry with the Moroccans. They was uh, it was always going to be an, a, a really good story in the end. Of course, in France, we would have preferred and we prefer the French team to go through to the final. But if it wasn't the case, the sentiment in the crowd was, you know, what? if France doesn't go through, the Morocco is a fantastic story anyway. Yes. So it would have been a win-win anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Well, when France won the previous World Cup in 2018, masses of people came together uh, to watch near the Eiffel Tower. They were extraordinary scenes there. Do you expect cities to renege on their decision now or, or at least pressure applied to erect a live site? Pressure, probably, with the cave-in, I'm not sure because the French and the French authorities are also very stubborn. Uh, so when they decide something, they could stick with it. Uh, I honestly don't know, and it's, it's a million-dollar question because it's actually been raised as well in a, in the a French media, whether or not these bans in some cities should be lifted or not. And it's going to be very much for the city to decide instead of a grand decision for everybody else. Mm. Uh, it, it's honestly going to be played out in the next few days. Uh, but I reckon the pressure from the public could actually help the cities or some cities to make decisions. So we will probably see some changes happening uh, in the next few weeks. But will Paris do it? It's a completely different question because there is the whole of France and there is Paris. And in terms of making that decision, uh, this is a flat, flagship decision. I'm not too sure Paris will 
do a live site. But I could be totally wrong as well. Mm. Well, you might see the fans then exiting to go to any other live sites that pop up outside of Paris. Just a quick word on uh, Morocco, who you just mentioned this just then, a former French colony and the first African, Arab and Muslim nation to reach a semi-final of the tournament. What do you think their success signals about football's world order? It does signal a great deal of positivity, I think, around around the uh, where where the game is heading and where the shift is heading as well. If we take the whole controversy away from the Qatar decision, we have to also remember that the Qatar World Cup is the is the World Cup of the Arabic world, and I, I can only see all my colleagues here. They're all ecstatic about the performance of Morocco. None of them are Moroccans. But it's all ecstatic and they're all ecstatic about that performance because it represents a lot more than just the boundaries of a country. And and in a way, this is where I think this, this World Cup has probably been successful. It went across the borders of, of a whole continent. And it's also, when we think about it, it's merging the success of the Arabic world, but also the success of Africa mm. and all both together. And that, I think we can't just stop and think it's not a positive sign. It's absolutely a positive sign for the way forward and how football being the world game is able to change some of the mindsets around the world. Mm, mm, It's a lovely thought, that, isn't it? Let's look ahead now uh, with Argentina making the final. It means that there is a tantalising clash between two of arguably the most iconic players in the world, Argentina's Lionel Messi and Frenchman Mbappe. Both men have made a final before, but Mbappe was triumphant in the previous World Cup. I'm going to ask you to wear your objective executive producer (laughs) hat for a moment so you can throw your heart out the window. (laughs) Who holds the advantage here heading into that final? Honestly, and I'm going to be totally uh, non-biased, but I'm still going to stick with Mbappe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because he's got more around himself and, and on the football field. There's the whole team of France is not geared around Mbappe. Where I think the Argentinian team I might be wrong again, but is really made of Lionel Messi and the other players mm-hmm. built around Lionel Messi. So when you think about it, the the English when they played France, they did everything they could to stop Mbappe, but he left the whole other side of the old strikes strikers completely opened. So there is a bit of a uh, more than Mbappe in that French team. And therefore, because of the partners of Mbappe in the team, I think it will help Mbappe to shine a bit more. Also, we have to remember that Mbappe and Messi are teammates in a team yes. of Paris Saint-Germain, which is actually owned by the Qatar. So it's a bit of a catch-22 on all this. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you put your um, French supporter beret or scarf back on now <laughs> for the final question. And I, I understand that you have quite a personal reason as to why you think it's already written in the stars that France will win. Can you tell me why? I can, I can. Uh, uh, the, my granddad, it's a personal reason, yeah, you're right. My granddad was the biggest support f- uh, for French team uh, forever. And he's never so, he's never seen France winning anything except the Euro in 84. He passed away in 89. He knew the World Cup was going to happen in France in 98. He was excited, but he died three weeks after that. Mm. And then since then, we want, we went to three finals. This is a fourth final where the country goes. It's likely or it's potentially we can with our third worker which is in a lifetime exceptional like my kids have never known pretty much defeat in the <laughs> final <laughs> uh, so it's absolutely normal for them i had to wait until 1998 for this to happen my granddad <laughs> never saw it uh, so <laughs> this is the changes but the final is also the anniversary of the passing of my granddad yeah, on the wow. 19th of december so 
it's 30, uh, 33 years ago, it's written in the stars. My granddad is, you know, at the, at the, at the steer upstairs yeah. doing, doing, the, doing the work for France. Well, thank you very much for sharing that very personal story um, with, us, with us, Christophe. And uh, bonne chance for the upcoming Merci. match. Merci. <laughs> Allez la France. Allez les bleus. <laughs> <laughs> à tout à l'heure. Christophe Mallet is the executive producer of SBS French and presenter of the Tour de France coverage. If you're listening to RN Drive, I'm Catherine Robinson. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.